Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the Recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me? And for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes, Hormone Harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code clink at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code clink for 15% off today. Clink, clink, ladies. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Rose dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just Drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. 
Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice and my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code clink at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code clink, mylifeinabook.com. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime. And in bed by nine, because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of true crime. How are you? Oh, fab. You list. Well, the season to be sick. Oh, (laughs) everybody is around here. Even my son, he's like, oh my God. He's like, I still have a sore throat after three weeks. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, go get me a new toothbrush. (laughs) My husband thinks that we have like mold or like something weird because we just cannot get better. It's perpetual. Well, I don't know. You can try to test for that, but I I don't know. Everybody around here is doing the same thing. It's like sinus infection. Sore throat, strep throat, cold, back to sinus infection. I don't know. We get better, then we get worse. Yeah. And then he kind of get, he gets in my head because he's like, maybe it never went away. Yeah. Then well, he wants that... me to take the children to the doctor. Oh. And then he quizzes me after and says, did you tell him it never really went away? I'm like, mm. no, because that would make me sound like a bad oh, parent. Oh, my gosh. So, of course, I did not <gasps> disclose that information. Oh, gosh. I had such a morning today. So, I drive really far to drop my son off to his special school. And as soon as I'm leaving, the car starts like making this like clunking noise, like, like, boom, 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 like that. Right. And it's like, actually like feels like it's vibrating my entire car. So I'm like, shit, I must run over something. It's not a good sign. No. And I'm like, there's something for sure, like hanging on my wheel or whatever. So I find like, a you know, I put my flashers on and it's a really busy street. So I finally like pull into somebody's driveway and I look under the car, like there's nothing there. And then I'm like, okay, must be a flat tire. No flat tire. Like, and, and mind you, this is an electric vehicle. Okay. So I'm like, what else could mm-hmm. it be? This thing, I think it doesn't really run on anything but a battery. Get back in the car. It starts clunking again. And I, I'm like, okay, now it's a battery issue. Is this thing going to blow up on me? You've always scared me to death about having a Tesla because these batteries sometimes blow up. And so anyways, I took it to straight to the Tesla dealership in or not dealership. I took it to the mechanic area in Dallas. And the, the guy gets in the car with me to see if he can recreate the sound, which I'm like, yeah, it's no problem. It's doing mm-hmm. it the whole way. He's like, holy shit. I've never heard this before. 
I'm like, oh <laughs> my god, fine. Oh no. <laughs> like, okay, well, this is a problem then, isn't it? He's like, he's like, yeah. Like it's and it sounds like somebody is like literally inside, like the trunk or hitting the entire car, right? Or like or like Spider Man. Somebody on top put. Of it. Did you check? Did you check? You got all that extra space because there's no like motor. Somebody stashed a body in your car. I know. I was a little worried. I'm like, I- I'm not the one. I'm not going to check. Like, I'm not going to be the one to open the. <laughs> Don't contaminate the crime scene. The okay. the uh, the frunk is what they call it. The frunk. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, I am not opening the frunk. There's a body in there. It's not somebody frunk, I know. No. Yeah. Right. Okay. So he starts playing around. He's like, it sounds like it's coming through the speakers. I'm like, okay. You're kind of right, but that's oh my the volume is turned Stop all it. the way down. Stop it. Stop it. Do you have like the bass up or something? No, he turned down all of that. Like the everything is he turns down everything. It's still happening. We both were just like, I don't know, this is some bizarre stuff. It turns out it's some it is part of the speaker system and it's some sort of noise canceling, which was not which glitching out to not actually noise cancel. So they figured it out, but they did not fix it yet. But Anyways, there was no body in my car, no Spider-Man on my ceiling, which is really what it felt like. And I was able to drive away in my car. But now the noise canceling inside doesn't work or the Bluetooth or anything like that. Yeah. The cars, they're, they're a, they're a, they're a peach. It's my husband heard some noise in my car and, you know, um, I couldn't hear it. I didn't know what he was talking about. I thought everything was just, just fine. Your new one? No, my old one. So this is how I got a new one. So he hears this noise. And, you know, the last time I, you know, if you've been a longtime listener, you know, there was uh, about three weeks where I drove a bright orange Dodge Charger. Yes. Which, you know, I thought would be a real fun car to drive. But I got over it after three weeks because the dealership kept my car for so long. Anywho. So this time he says, you know what, we're we are going to because they will give you a loaner, but you have to like make a reservation. first. So we made a reservation, and by the time we took my car in to get looked at, it was right after the warranty had expired. Oh, my gosh. Like, right after? Like, you're at, like, 50,001 mile? Eight days. Oh, It expired no. eight days ago. You're yeah, kidding yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. They did tell me what the problem was, and it's like, you need to replace these belts, and it's, like, real expensive. I'm like, mm, I would rather just get a new car than dump that money into the car. Yeah. Because you, by the way, me, I think had that car for five years. Yeah. So they gave me a new, and it was, it was, you, we bought, it was used. Yeah. yeah when I bought it. So, it, I mean, yeah. So um, they gave me a a new one to drive around. Oh, and then, and you, and then, yeah. And then when we're away, I'm like, oh, you know, these new ones are good. Yes. Why don't I just get me one of those? Yeah. Screw that. You know what the irony is, though? So it took us a while to like figure out what we were going to do. My husband is getting the damn car fixed because he's going to drive my old car to work. He's sick of driving the truck. Because the gas mileage is probably the trucks. They just eat that gas, you know? And, you know, wear and tear on the truck. Uh And he says it hurts. You know, he's an old man. He's like, (laughs) he's getting to be. My back hurts. You know, he got so mad at me. He is the worst. He, I have to tell him to stop being such a jerk all the time. He teases everybody. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was sitting there looking at him and I genuinely said, Hey, have you have you noticed your hair getting thinner? I've never said that to him before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, he damn stormed off and went to bed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, he's so mad at me. He's like, "You're so mean." I was like, "But uh, honestly, like, because like, you I didn't care. notice, right?" Before I, I've never noticed before, yeah. and like, I care, and genuinely. I have some scalp serum for you. <laughs> totally. I can help you out. <laughs> it will work too. It will work. You guys, our uh, scalp serum, if you go to fivecrimes.com, I promise you it works. It's got that copper peptides that actually enhances hair growth and for boys or girls. And you know what? Our friend, Ailish, Nurse Ailish, just asked me, she was like, I don't get it. How does it not make your hair oily? It's not oil. It's not like a hair oil. It is actually like, if anything, it makes it feel like it's clean. And cleans yeah, your hair. Yeah, it's true because it's got a little eucalyptus and some tea tree oil. So it's it actually doesn't. I guess tea tree oil is oil, but it's it's not it's not one part of it feels oily at all. So uh, you can use it every day, even if you don't wash your hair. Wet, dry. Yeah, yeah, true. 
So anyways, Miss, Mr. I can dish it out and take it. Can't I found it. out yeah. what he can't there. He's got a little button. That's OK. We all have our soft spots. Listen, I think that's kind of a guy thing. Like they do not want to hear they're losing their hair, but they should get on it early because the earlier you help that uh, problem, the better. Yeah. Well, I will encourage, but no promises yeah. that he's going to be our next, you know, guinea pig because it's very touchy. Yes. Well, just do it when he's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so are you ready for this week's episode? Sure am. All right, let's get to it. All right, this week's episode comes out of Denver, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Did you know there was a Denver, Pennsylvania? I can't say I did. Me neither. You probably didn't know because it is a real small town with a population of just over 3,000, Grutchy. Okay, yeah, that's small. It's in the heart of the Amish country of Lancaster County. Mm. It's a beautiful place. It's got rolling hills, lots of antique shops. Uh, you can even get to the market on a horse and buggy if you need. Is it an Amish community? There, right outside of Denver, there are um, a lot of Amish communities. And okay. uh, this other kind of community, I think it's called like a, and I'm saying this wrong because I can't, I didn't write it down, but it's like a Megdonite or something like that, which are. I think it's Messonite. Messonite, right. But, they also you know, I, if we haven't it. done any Amish um, crimes, and I feel like when they're not churning butter, they're getting crimey. I know. So we should cover one. We should cover it's one. going down. <laughs> if anybody's got one, send it my way. These people that I'm going to be talking about were not Amish, but one of them was a Messonite or something like that. Very conservative. Mm-hmm. And I think if you live around here, you're mostly conservative anyways, because obviously you're surrounded by uh, the Amish. And so you, you know, it's some people well, when you're surrounded by people that are like all covered up and everything all the time, you don't feel like your crop top is like working for that's you. That's right. That is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways, uh, I was just going to tell you if you want to maybe I should move there. Be more, well, you should because you can get a nice home for <laughs> under $400,000. And I'm talking like three bedroom, Ooh, two bath. Oh, hot damn. And then if you go right on the outskirts, you can get a brand new construction, super lovely home for under 500000 So this day and age, I feel like that is like a steal for a new it's construction. Yeah. yeah. Jan and Michael Rosenborough were actually a staple in the town of Denver. You could say that Michael was the last to see anyone in town because he owned the town's mortuary. Mm. It was a family business passed down from generation to generation. And in a town of 3,000, everybody knows everyone. Jan and Michael were your typical American family. Well, besides him being a mortician, which I don't think is very typical. But other than that, they were both educated, husband and wife, religious. Um, However, I think they went to two different churches, which I thought was a little interesting. That is interesting. A little unusual. Yeah. Because I would say if I was going to go to church. Sean was is for sure going to go to the same church, even though, well, he's Catholic and I was not raised Catholic. Yeah, but he'd go along to get along with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just like you do the same for him. Like, listen, Jesus is Jesus, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Right or no? (laughs) No, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, to quote Steel Magnolias, you know, I don't think he cares which house you go to as long as you show up. Right. Even in your own house, does that count? That's where I go no, on Sunday no, morning. You no, know, whatever. And okay. unless you get one of those hateful ones. Right. You don't like that. Okay. Okay. So they had four kids. They lived in this really nice house that they had remodeled. And by 2008, Jan and Michael had been married for 19 years. Their oldest son was 17 years old. And their youngest kiddos were, or their youngest kiddo was only six. So they had two in between. So a wide variety of children's ages. Michael worked a lot at the family business and Jan worked too, but she mostly took care of her kiddos. People would describe her as the typical soccer mom. She was always with her kids. She was real busy. She could always be seen with at least one of her children. And she even did some charity work from time to time. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. 
And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. It was said that they did very well for themselves, which I can imagine because one thing in life you are guaranteed is that you will die. So unfortunately, but fortunately, Michael's business always thrived. Um, And they, from all what their friends say, they had a pretty good amount of money. In the summer of 2008, these two put a brand new pool in their backyard, which was well received by the kids as well as Jan and Mike. I mean, it was a treat, right? To have a a pool of your own in your backyard. It's like, let me tell you, super nice, especially if you live in Texas. Yeah. Well, it makes the neighbors come over. It does. You, by the way, have like the earth's pool in your backyard the, for the ocean the ocean yeah uh-huh. mm-hmm. but i'm you, real nice to the neighbors that have a pool yeah i mean that's <laughs> not the only reason i love you if you're listening but um it helps it does, it does help. <laughs> i know i always liked going to friends houses that had pools like we never had one so we had a community pool which i loved in the summer you know but yeah yeah okay the two had um a nice house, now a great pool. They even had a pool house, which is super fancy in my opinion. Oh my God. So bougie. The pool house. Super (sighs) bougie. I mean, even now if people have pool houses, I'm like, okay, you're, you're one step up. That's right. 
They were a good looking couple. And actually, the ladies often talked about Michael and his good looks. Let me just say, there obviously wasn't a lot to choose from. Okay. But Jan and him must have saw something in each other because 19 years, well, I mean, you must have been doing something right. The summer of 2008 started off really good. Like I said, they had that pool. The kids were enjoying it. The Roseboros were staying up late, having people over all the time. Like you said, people want to come over because you have a pool and they had kids, you know, in middle school and high school. So I can imagine people were always coming and going. The night of July 22nd was no different. Jan and Michael were outside enjoying the warm summer night. The Roseboros, they were just chilling out by their pool. Jan was lying on the ground, admiring the stars above. And Michael was on the steps of the pool, just kind of arms stretched out wide, taking it all in. Sam, their 17-year-old son, was out at the pool house with a friend for a bit eating. And then him and his buddy left to go to another friend's house that had a pool around 10 o'clock. At that time, Michael decided he was ready for bed. Jan wasn't really ready to head in yet, so she stayed out to enjoy the stars and watch the planes flying over. Then just before 11 o'clock, Michael got up and he noticed that the lights and the tiki torches around the pool were still on. So he went back out to the pool to put the tiki torch out. And when he got to the first torch, he noticed that his wife was at the bottom of the deep end of the pool. And then I'm going to play the 911 call now. Lancaster County 911. Uh, Everyone wife just drowned. I'm sorry? Everyone wife just drowned. Okay. And and what happened? I had gone to bed about an hour and a half ago and... She was outside, and then I came out, and I saw the lights were still on the pool, but, um, oh, God, the torches were still on. And I came out, and I found her in the, in the deep end of the pool. Okay. Is she breathing? No, she's not. Is she still in the water? No, I pulled her out. Okay. Do you want to try to start CPR on her? I will. I will. Yeah. Okay. Do you need help to do that? I can give you instructions on what to do. I, 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 I would lifeguard you. I, I know. Right. I, I can walk you through it if you want help. As, as I, I want to get her out of the pool. What's that? I want to get her out of the pool. You, uh, she's still in the pool? I, yeah, I, I thought you said she was out of the pool. Yeah, I, oh, my God. She's, I'm sorry. She's out of the pool. I, yeah, uh, help me through it, please. Okay. You, so she is out of the pool? Yes. Okay. What I want you to do, is there anybody else there? My, my children are asleep. How old are your children? 12, 9, and 6. Okay. What we need to do is get her on her back. Yes, sir. Okay. You have her flipped over onto her back? She's on her back, yes. Okay. I want you to check and see if she has a pulse. Do you know how to do that? I do. Okay. There's no pulse. There is none? There is none. What we're going to do is we're going to start the uh, the CPR, okay? Okay. Keep her head tilted back. Pinch her nose closed. Cover her mouth with yours and give her two deep regular breaths, about one second each. Okay. Is that the the siren for the fire department there? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. Is there somebody there? Not yet, no. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to start the compressions, okay? Go ahead and put your hand on her chest. I want you to pump her chest hard and fast about 30 times, about twice a second. Okay. Okay, but the chest come up all the way between pumps. And let me know when you've done it 30 times, okay? Okay. All right, go ahead and do that. About 30 times? Yes, sir. Okay. Go ahead and look in, I want you to look in her mouth and see if there's anything in there. Okay. The ambulance is here, sir. The ambulance is there? Yes, sir. Okay, sir. Go get them, okay? Thank you. All right. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. You want to think guilty. <laughs> you already First, think guilty? <laughs> yeah, Okay. <laughs> First of all, I'm not really buying that you're just nobody leaves those tiki torches just burning on like a Tuesday like that. You only like those like during a party. I don't really get it. And I don't let's say you like I give you the benefit of the doubt that you do just like them for whatever. You wouldn't mention that to the the dispatcher. You wouldn't be like, I was out there to turn off the last, you know, torch like you. You he's he seems like he's like 
She might be in the pool. She might be out of the pool. Who the fuck yeah. cares? She drowned. Yeah, he's very blase, laissez-faire, right? Which he is uh-huh. a mortician, so he sees dead people all the time. But this is your wife, the mother of your children. And the weird part was, right, that I think is that she was in the pool. She was out of the pool. She was in the pool again. And then he's a lifeguard. He knows how to administer CPR. But then after he gets all flustered because she, the guy's like, wait, you said she was out of the pool. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's actually out of the pool. He is like, OK, walk me through it and then asks for help to how to do CPR. It's suspicious. I will it's say. suspicious. Yeah. So, well, let me tell you what happens from here. The scene, of course, is pretty chaotic um, when the ambulance arrives. They try resuscitating Jan giving her CPR as well as seeing if like an AFib would help. I guess like once they hook you up, it tells you if like they can AFib her. At this point, Sam, who was down the street, their son came home from hearing sirens and seeing that, you know, it looked like the ambulance was at her at his house. Um, When he gets there, he sees them loading his mom into the ambulance. It looks pretty bad. Jan looked to be in dire straits. The officer asked if Mike wanted to go with Jan to the hospital, but because his children were at home, I think he declined and stayed back. In the ambulance, they were actually able to revive a heartbeat from Jan, but she did succumb to her injuries shortly after arriving at the hospital. There was an odd thing, though, that happened as her heart started to beat blood started pouring out of a wound in the side of her head. Ooh. So they thought, well, maybe Jan slipped and fell and then like fell in that the would pool, explain, which would yeah. explain head injury and then finding her on the bottom of the pool. Back at the Roseboro's home, people started to accumulate. Michael was really stoic, just kind of like he was on that 911 call. He stayed kind of to the side of his house. He smoked a ton of cigarettes and he just looked to be on the phone. People started coming like all of his family. You know, the town is small. It's like the neighbors are out there. The family's out there. Everyone is pretty somber, as you can imagine. All the kids besides the eldest stayed asleep and investigators kind of started walking around trying to see like what could have happened. They questioned Michael about Jan's alcohol use. And he said, nope, she had not had one sip of alcohol that night. And so the investigators are thinking, like, drownings just don't happen like that for adults. Listen, first of all, I'm not, I don't even get the, like, wanting to watch the airplanes go by. I Like, that seems like a dumb reason to sit outside. And I, if I did I want to sit outside to watch the airplanes go by, there would be cocktails involved. Okay? Totally. Totally. <laughs> I so agree with you. And you're just laying on the, like, ground, like, looking up. I, no. I, I think I'd be laying on a lounge chair just saying. Yeah. Michael actually thought that maybe she had a heart attack and fell in because she had heart disease that ran in her family. But Jan was only 45. So I think the the, like the idea of her having a heart attack at 45 and falling in the pool and dying while like the 58 minutes that he was supposedly sleeping upstairs is probably not a probability. Yeah. Nothing was really out of place or messy. Nothing seemed to be a tripping hazard around the pool. The home looked to be in order. And the initial walkthrough didn't seem like there was a struggle or anything really out of place. There was a bucket with a red rag and some sort of cleaning fluid outside by the pool. It wasn't taken into evidence. It was just kind of noted and glanced over. While the investigators were at the Rosenberg's house, they did get a phone call. One of them got a phone call from doctor that said that there was this big gash in Jan's skull. Like I told you, it was like bleeding out. You know, he said it was really deep behind the ear and looked like it could be a bullet wound. So they did take her down to x-ray and see if it was a bullet wound, but it turned out it wasn't, but it was so deep that it like went all the way down to um, her skull. So they were like, there's got to be something to make that kind of gash, you know, that big, there must be some sort of weapon or something around. Investigators thought that it was suspicious that Mike's behavior seemed really stoic, not frantic, not crying, not anything like you would think if you're like, he didn't even go to the hospital, right? They wondered also why he hadn't asked them if Jan actually survived or if she was dead. He never once asked if she had died at the hospital. And actually, yeah, that's weird. No one did. And yeah, that's weird. 
I think it's weird too. I mean, do you think it's weird even if he was like a mortician and he like knew or I don't know. I, I, I still feel like there could be a miracle even if you do deal with dead people all the time. And actually they did I mean, start there a, work, is so a like, Listen, there is a possibility that he was just in shock. True. And so I can see someone being in shock and not being as emotional mm-hmm. as you would anticipate them being. But his demeanor comes across as not like confused and shocked. It comes across like it's no sweat. Yeah, I agree. They ask Mike to come down to the station with them to do a more formal account of what happened that night. And he agreed. By this time, it was after 2 a.m. And Mike answered all their questions. He said the two of them had a great marriage. They just had their 19-year wedding anniversary in May. And they were planning a vow renewal in August with all the family. They were all going on a trip. And um, he had even like already called the minister to do the vow renewal. He said that the two of them were just enjoying their pool until about 10 o'clock when he went to bed. All the kids were sleeping in their room as they did in the summer. And he went to bed and at uh, 10.58, he noticed that the lights were still on, just like I said earlier. And he went down to turn off the one tiki torch and saw Jan in the pool. He said he then called 911 and then did CPR. That's it. That's it. Same story that he said before. He did say that Jan didn't drink, but she did take Adderall because she had ADHD and which she took on a daily basis. um, So it wasn't out of the ordinary. He also said that Jan wasn't feeling well in the days earlier and that she thought she might have some sort of stomach virus. But other than that, it was just a normal night. The detectives did notice that Michael kept dabbing his upper lip, but they didn't know why. It looked to be bleeding, but they couldn't really tell because Michael has a goatee. So it's covered. Mm. Investigators still just had this really uneasy feeling about an adult drowning. So they asked Mike if they could do, and I call him Mike or Michael. Okay. Same guy. They asked him if they could do a walkthrough in his, of his house once more. And he agreed. Now it's not a search warrant. It's like they get the guy to sign a paper, but it's not like they can go in and take everything and be like real abrasive. Like they do with a search warrant. This is more of like a friendly, let me take a look again. Let me not piss off the homeowner kind of invasion of privacy sort of thing. So investigators return to the house and they do a quick sweep to which they find nothing again out of the ordinary. But when the autopsy findings come back from the hospital that very next day, it painted a very different picture of a slip and fall. Jan had actually been severely beaten over the head and choked. Someone knew what they were doing when they grabbed both of Jan's carotid arteries. They like are on the both of the sides and they squeezed. Uh This creates bruising and cuts off all blood flow to the brain. And people, if you do this, if they pass out real quick, mm-hmm. she had bruising to her body as well. Her arms, like she was being held against her will. She also had some sort of soapy liquid in her lungs. So she did ultimately drowned, but before she drowned, she had a massive struggle. They were able to remove Also, three of Jan's fingernails to collect um, DNA that might have been under her fingers. Jan actually had only, I guess, three fingers and a thumb on her right hand because she had like cut the tip of her finger off on in some other accident at some point. Jan's sweatshirt was also examined and found to have a significant amount of blood on it. And she was found with her sweatshirt on in the water. Like her, her, her clothes were on, her shoes were on, everything was on when they found her. They could see that the blood was on her sweatshirt before she had been resuscitated by the um, ambulance because they cut into her shirt to like do the, you know, CPR and try to see if they can revive her. So after hearing this, of course, the investigators wonder like, where did all the blood go? How was she bleeding before she went into the water? But there was no signs of blood or no evidence of blood in or around the pool that they could see that night. So they ended up going back to the Rosenboro's home the next day. This time they noticed that Michael has scratches around his face, three distinct scratches, one on like the right side and two on the left side of his mouth. They questioned him a bit about this. Um, and they said, Hey, Michael, you know what? We want you to come down to the station once agree again. And Michael agreed. 
When he came down to the station later that day, investigators read him his Miranda rights and they really started to interrogate him. They asked about his scratches and he said he was playing basketball in the pool with his daughter. They told him also at this point that Jan died via homicide and it was not an accidental drowning. Again, Michael just is completely stoic. This does not alarm him. He does not say like, how the heck could my wife have been killed in the hour that I went to bed? Yeah, he, he should be infuriated. It's somebody broke in and <laughs> killed his, done killed his wife. Yes, but he doesn't act like that. He just acts like nothing. He also, wouldn't you be worried about your children? Like, hello? Like if somebody does killed Michael, my wife. Does he, t- I know we've talked about her um, drug use, which Adderall, that's not like putting you to sleep, right? Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. Does he take anything? Like, does he have an excuse? Is <laughs> he, he like take, on like, something? Does he take something to like put him to sleep? Like some sort of Well, like just Valium? something to make him a little boring. Yeah. Like, is he on the Valium or a lot of the pot? Oh, yeah. Not that I know of. He said he did not have anything that night but two beers. So I don't think so. Mm. Well, it's not looking good for you, Michael. No, it's not looking good. So this behavior or lack thereof did not look good for Mike. Um, but they questioned him again and his story did not change. Goes to bed at 10, wakes up at 1058. By the way, I also think that's really weird. Like you, you don't actually like go to bed at 10. Like you don't fall asleep at 10, right? You fall asleep at like, I mean, if you're me, I fall asleep right away, but most people take whatever 15 minutes to fall asleep, seven, 15 minutes. And then you're going to wake up within like 30 minutes of that to check on stuff. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like you know, I just got screwed out of some sleep with this damn time time, time change. change. You're supposed to add an hour. Listen, I I know. I set my alarm, you know, all this normal stuff I do on my phone. But I woke up and I looked at the clock and went, oh, my God, I must not have set my alarm. So I go make the coffee, oh. blah, blah, blah. And then look at my phone and go, motherfucker, it's <laughs> five damn 30. Oh, that's funny. My my. My um, clock in my room must be like on Wi-Fi or something because it changed automatically. My clock is on Wi-Fi. I don't have the problem. <laughs> I just was thinking that. But well, I we, do, we have the problem. You, you don't have the bougie clock, huh? You know, mine also, it, it shines on the bedroom ceiling. So I don't even have to like look, crank my neck. It just look up and that's where the time is. You know, we uh, also have a need clock in our downstairs oh. that is set to 8 p.m. And Always. Always. Uh-huh. And a couple of times people have tried to point it out and we are like, mom's the word because <laughs> our kids haven't figured it out. <laughs> oh, so you can always say it's eight o'clock. We always say it's bedtime. Oh, my God. It's, it's been years. Oh, my God. Your kids. <laughs> when they find out, that's going to be so funny. <laughs> OK, so back to Michael, as much as they tried to break Michael and have him confess, he was firm. He was not going to confess to anything. So. While they were questioning him, they got a real search warrant to go in and search the pool and, you know, all around where they think um, that poor Jan was murdered. They even used luminol. Mm-hmm. Um, when investigators arrived to the house, they noticed that there were cans and stuff around the pool that was not there before. So and this was the 24th. OK, so two days after Jan had passed. So they were real surprised that they were having a pool party in the pool that Jan just died within a day or two of Jan's murder. No, that's whack. Dude, it's so fucking whack. Like, who does that? Also, it did surprise the neighbors, too. They told them that they were, like, having a party and partying it up, and they were, like, so disturbed. It would take so long before I would use the pool. Well, I'd probably sell the damn house, but... I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I I don't think I could get back in the pool. Mm -mm. No. I don't think so either. So as much as they, you know, thought this was really fucking weird, they still were there to do a job. So they went to, you know, spray all the luminol, look around, and they could not find anything. There was no blood, nothing. Um, It had rained, um, I think, on the night of the 23rd um, or the night, one of the nights it had like downpoured. So there was that. And then there were people in the pool, which there's chlorine and shit. So I don't know. I mean... There's a possibility. He's a mortician. But he's he a knows mortician. all the right chemicals to use to clean shit up. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, because here is a fun fact. You bleach might as well be blood if you're cleaning up a crime scene because they're going to they'll use that against you. Yes. Yeah, do, you know, do you know what what does clean up without a trace? 
Should I say? Yeah, I feel like we've gone over this. Hydrogen peroxide. That's yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, it whitens your teeth if you want to uh, put a little bit on your on good your for toothbrush. so many things. I know it really is. Okay, so it was really bizarre that they could not find any evidence at all. But like you said, this guy um, often works with bodily fluids, knows how to clean it up. So it probably was something like that. Michael also realized at this point that he was a suspect. So he got real smart and lawyered up. So there wasn't um, going to be any more talking to Michael, which there wasn't much to say. Anyways, this guy is like not a talker, Mm -hmm. but maybe it didn't matter that Mike wasn't talking because small towns have big mouths. And pretty much right away, someone anonymously called into the police department to let them know about Mike and his secret little love affair that he was having with a married woman by the name of Angela Funk. Oh, Angie was really funk. Funk. Yeah. Funky. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a porn name. What? It sounds like a porn name. Oh, well, let me tell you, she was anything but a porn star. Okay. Angie, as she went by, was she missed her calling. She already has the name. (laughs) She does, right? Angela Lynn Funk at your Mm -hmm. service. Mm -hmm. She was in her late 30s. She had a pixie cut. Very conservative woman. She was uh, the messonite or whatever. Those are the ones that like to get their freak on the most. Dude, I know. That's why I think he fell for her because, dude, she's all buttoned up equals sex dungeon. Totally. 100%. That's exactly what I thought. Okay. But on the outside, Angie sits on her porch, on her swing by herself. She's got two kids, a husband. She's real conservative. She used to ride a horse and buggy to school, that kind of shit. Now she just wears the big blouses, long skirts, and looks real boring. Clearly, she's pulling them up. Well, she would be soon after she met Michael. Um, But no one would have ever guessed that Michael, the one who actually was the flirt around town, would have gone for Angie. But he did. And actually... Forbidden fruit. Yeah. fruit. Yeah. Uh, These two were having a full-blown affair. Okay. Angie was questioned right away. And turns out that the two, well, they were obsessed with each other. Angie had been obsessed with Mike, I think for years. She lived next door to Mike's parents and from her house, she could see the funeral home. Her friends say that she fantasized over him and actually at one point said that she would have liked to be his wife. Yeah, that's weird. Side note, I don't know if like Channing Tatum was the local mortician, if I would fantasize over him. You know, no, I don't think you would. I don't think I would either. But small towns have slim pickings, I'm guessing. And you're pretty ruthless. I don't think so. I, I also think it's kind of like, you know, I mean, I take note like there, I, you know, I've seen a hot dad here and there mm-hmm. around town. Yeah. But I know they're like married dad. Like it doesn't like it's not like I don't it doesn't notice go, them. It doesn't go, it doesn't past, go like, further than that. It doesn't go yes. to fantasy land. No, I know. And so that's I was thinking this, too, because there is this there is this dad around here and I had saw him like, I don't know, two years. I probably told you about it at football. And I was like, Oh my God, that guy, hot dad. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's what me and a few girls refer to him. I have no idea what his name is. I don't even like, I, I haven't seen him in like whatever, but that is as far as it just like hot dad. Ha ha. Right. Yeah. But like saying like fantasizing, like, Oh, I wish I was married to him. That's another level. Yeah. Right? And you got it real bad. If you want to be married to the mortician. <laughs> I mean, that is not, there's no, as somebody's got to do it, you know, I mean, I appreciate the dirty jobs, right? Yes. But I mean, I don't want you coming home, bringing all those like more tissue. Yeah. Like, like 24 hour seven sage. Yeah. Get that shit away. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I don't know if I could. I'd rather, I'd rather, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd rather the garbage, no shame in the waste management. No. Than the body management. management. Uh-huh. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. So the day that Angie and, and Mike finally ran into each other at the coffee shop, I'm sure she was getting wet all over and whatever <laughs> eyes they shared that day, locked them into an eternal weave. Of course it started off with lunch and then hundreds scratchy of text messages. I mean like daily and emails and emails and more emails and like, ugh. 30 emails a day. I mean, I don't know. Like she's just sitting at, she works. So so like sitting at her desk, just like 
emailing him all day and their long phone calls went to actually boinking and dude, they even had sex in the funeral home. Kinky. <laughs> That's what you're we'll saying. Do sex dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> they probably did it in a coffin. Oh my God. No, that would be mm-hmm. like, that would be next level, man. Mm-hmm. When I say that these two were obsessed with each other, they were totally, they talked about leaving their spouses, raising their children together and being the happiest that they ever had been in their whole entire world when they met. I mean, the emails just make you want to puke. And I swear if my husband ever wrote that to another woman, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be the one that they were finding dead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Turns out that Angie and Mike, um, were also with each other for hours the day of Jan's murder. They spent the longest that they had ever been that day having sex in a abandoned apartment. Ew. <laughs> it's not glamorous, let me tell you. Like mm. funeral home. Getting so SU- hot thinking SUV. about these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Our sex, abandoned apartment. Abandoned apartment. Funeral apartment. Not gross. sexy. Yeah, no gross. Angie. Gross. Um, they also talked on the phone that night just before Jan had died. Now, this was not Mike's first affair. And actually, Jan knew of others. He once um, got caught before because of a big phone bill. He must not have had the unlimited plan. Seems like this guy kind of ran around town and had affairs, but this one seemed different. This one, Mike was as obsessed as the woman was. Of course, um, Mike also did not mention this to the investigators. To him, he was going to have this vow renewal. For their 19-year wedding anniversary. Um, and that's all he told the investigators, which, by the way, was just in like two weeks. Yeah, rookie mistake. So the more the investigators looked into this love affair, it was quickly to notice that the obsession was there. Um, the email, the exchanges, the two lovebirds, they realized that Mike, he had a motive to kill his wife near the death of Jan. By the way, this love affair between these two started in at the end of May, and now we're at July 22nd is when Jan died. So it wasn't very long, but near the end of Jan's life, the the text exchanges and the emails got to where like, I need you now. I need you to be my wife within 12 months. And they talked about divorce, but here's the thing. If Jan and Mike were to get divorced, the family business was at stake, right? And financially 50% um, is not as fun as 100%. Mm-mm. These two, I think, were just living in a two-month fantasy world, but they were consumed with being married to one another. Um, And he kept saying that he was having sleepless nights because all he could think about was having sex with her and being with her and being married by the end of the year. Oh, and another letter he wrote that he would go to any length to be with her at the same time he's planning this vow renewal. So something also just didn't add up to anybody, really. And here's, here's the other thing. I told you he had like his business to lose at 50%, but Michael Rosenberg actually had more to lose if he was to divorce Jan. His father actually caught him cheating once and told him that he was going to split the business into quarters, leaving Mike with just a mere fraction. And had he got divorced with just a quarter, what, he gets like 12% of the business at that point. So he he was really scared that if he was to leave his wife or get caught having an affair he was going he was dwindling down his like earnings to nothing well here's a thought maybe start your own business try something else sell it before cash out invest in something new i don't know get used to living in a condo i bet you could get a real good deal out there oh sure you don't need to be doing the killing no but if you did the killing and you got away with it you you get you get everything, right? You get the kids, you get the business, you get the house, you get it all. Isn't it funny though, that it, like leave it to a dude to think that like, he's going to move in with his side boo and, and his no kids one's gonna that are going to, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. And that everybody, it's going to be one big happy family. It not don't happening. work like that. They, no. they don't, it does not blend like a smoothie, buddy. It not for anybody. No. It takes a while, especially when you move on one minute. After yeah, the later. tragic death. Yes. Yeah. 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 It takes years to get to that point. Yeah. Well, after a couple of weeks of gathering evidence from neighbors, Angela herself, 
emails um, and friends of Michael Rosenberg, he was finally arrested for the murder of his wife. And what we notice is that he's a real liar, liar, pants on fire. Okay. First, he never told his family that Jan was murdered. Like the whole time before he was arrested, he kept telling them that she had drowned, even though mm. of a heart attack, by the way, that's what he told everybody. He never told them that Jan had been beaten to death before they found her in the pool, which yeah. wouldn't you think if your wife was murdered, not by you, that you would be like, oh my God, she, somebody came and, and I would almost be like, who was with my son? Could it have been that kid? Or, you know, like I would not that it was cause it wasn't, but I would be questioning anybody and everybody around me. I would not stop and like, until I, I could like account for anybody that I ever knew and where they were, you know? Well, he really like, doesn't seem like the brightest crown in the box because hello, if the police know, everybody's going to know at some point he should have been saying, you guys aren't going to believe this. Yeah. They are saying that she was damn murdered. Yes. I, I have no idea how that could have happened. In the 58 minutes that I left, actually, the friend that left, he said that they left a little bit after 10. So it would have been even a shorter amount of time, like 45 minutes. Well, he did come up with a story. He did uh, finally tell the police that the that she had some jewelry, $40,000 worth of jewelry that she was wearing and it was missing. So she must have been robbed out by the pool that night. However, that theory was kind of thrown out because she did go to the bank that day and they have surveillance and she did not have any jewelry on at the bank. Also, her friend was a bank teller said she was not wearing any jewelry that day. $40,000 worth of jewelry is some bling. It is right. I mean, yeah. like you're getting, well, your wedding ring, diamond earrings probably add up pretty quickly. I'd just be surprised that the mortician's wife was knocking around with, you know, 10K on her ears. That's a little shocking. <laughs> that would be a little I think shocking. she went and bought them at Costco, got the, got a nice pair of diamond hoops for maybe 12 to 1500. Do you know, I, would, I would expect to see those on the mortician's wife's ears. Speaking of diamond hoops, Heather McDonald has some information on her diamond hoops. Oh um, I, I told my husband that I would like some diamond hoop earrings because I'm tired of buying them from Express or wherever I go and get these mm -hmm. diamonds. And then my ears start turning like um, green, black yeah. or green. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happens to me. I'm like, yeah, that's what I do too, which is fine. But I'm like, hey, if I had some real ones and he like laughed at me, he was like, oh, yeah, OK. I'm like, I'm not saying now, but maybe eventually. That's Well, you know, I um, just you all heard it here. I told my husband exactly what I wanted for Christmas this year. Oh, perfume. It's a good one, right? Oh, yeah, that is a good one. I would Do like you, some nice. Per, I wanted, you know, I want the Gucci I, Bloom perfume. Oh, is that That's you want? what I want? I have I have a good perfume, too. It's um, a Louis Vuitton one and it smells so delicious. I so. like this one. It smells like Plumeria. It's my okay. favorite. All okay. right. Okay. I, have the no, I have the I have the knockoff knock version. Yeah. And it lasts for about five minutes. So yeah. I would like the real version. Okay. Well, that's a good one. I'll tell him. Okay. He also, this Michael, he also would not admit that he was having an affair. Although like, dude, there's emails, like there's text messages. He kept saying, nope. Angie was just a girl that was helping him with his vow renewal. That's Duh. what he told everybody. Duh. Not that he was having sex with her. Mm -mm. The other thing is that Michael and Angie did meet up also in between him getting a, like Jan dying and him getting arrested. He could not stay away. They were cuddling and kissing behind the mortuary. But the biggest kicker of all, let me tell you, Gretchen came on August 1st when investigators got a call from Angie herself. And she said that she was pregnant with Michael's baby. And she called the investigators to tell them. What's she the did, which, which I think is a little sus, by the way. Yeah. She claims that she found out that day that she was pregnant with his child and she knew it was his because her husband had had a vasectomy. Well, I have, a, I have thoughts of on my own on this because it's like, I have a, I have a theory that maybe she told him the day that Jan died and that's why he went fucking berserk because he's like, that's Shit. that I like that theory. Yes. And then they both were like, well, we got to tell the investigators. I don't know why, but they must have thought there was a reason that they needed to tell them that that was the day that she found out. 
a week after Jan died and not before, I guess probably because that would be a motivator also. Right. Right. Like he he's got to do something. And from the time that Jan died to his arrest, he had hundreds of emails and text messages to Angie, which is also just not smart, dude. Like you are just digging your own grave. Yeah. In court, there was plenty of evidence to show that Michael wasn't telling the truth about that night. First being the friend that came over, um, you know, the the Sam, his son's friend, um, said that he was wearing red like board shorts, swimming trunks when he passed him. You know, when I said he was like laying out there like on the steps with his arms laid out. And then when he came back with Sam, when she was being put in the ambulance, he was still in those shorts, which he wouldn't be in those shorts if he was sleeping. And you wouldn't put on like, I I don't think you would put on swim shorts to go turn off the tiki torches. Also, two different neighbors said that they left around 10 o'clock that night and saw no lights on in the backyard at all and made note of it because there were usually lights on in their backyard. But this time there was not even one. It was super dark. The entire house was dark. Listen, I knew it about the tiki torch, especially you have people over. You have the tiki torches on. They leave. You save that fuel. I know. Right. Totally true. The other thing is Jan's um, DNA came back from under her fingernails and guess whose DNA was under her fingernails. The husband. Michael. Michael's. So those three scratches. I mean, for buddy sure. is her husband. I mean, you know. Yeah, I know. So they like what he says. Oh, well, she was giving me a back rub or whatever, but she wasn't yeah, right. cool. So like they had to that DNA had to been like real dug in there and real you know, in he, there. And you have clearly, scratches. Michael, you haven't been paying attention to her. She's not rubbing your back. I know. Right. No way. I mean, she get me to be giving you a back rub. You got to be talking to me nicely a lot. Yeah. So they think the gash probably came from the side of side of a planter box when she fell in the struggle. And then he threw her in the pool. He cleaned it up and then called 911. Mm-hmm. His story wasn't exactly straight, you know, when she was in the water, when she wasn't out of the water, like we said. He's just a big bullshitter. And like I said, I think when he found out the baby was coming, it was kind of time for him to take care of things. The theory of the robbery, I told you, didn't hold true. Um, but his son and his family, they still believe this robbery story. They think that she was murdered for her $40,000 of jewelry that has never been discovered. Um, I can imagine being the son, 17-year-old Sam. It would be really hard to think that your dad would do that to your mom. And so he still he still believes his dad is innocent. It would be really hard. The yeah. other three kids um, were raised by the aunt at that house. They stayed in that house. Um, Michael was obviously found guilty because he is. He's 57 years old and he is in prison still. He'll be there until he dies. And Angie, by the way, guess what? What? She had the baby. She Who? Did. Has to be like 14 now. Okay. Um, and she stayed with her husband. Oh my gosh. And the husband stayed with her. That's stayed a with nice, her. That's a pretty amazing husband. Angie. Why? I think it must be because nice. of religious reasons. Supposedly, they didn't have like a very loving relationship. It was just kind of like a business agreement kind of thing. Um, so I guess I don't know. it just seems like such an inauthentic way to live. I don't know. I'd have a real hard time getting over it, especially. I mean, I know people do and, I, you know, I'm all for that. But when there's a child produced by it, that is that's Ooh. real tough, you know, mm-hmm. hard to move on. Like, I must have caught my eyes from you, daddy. No, you didn't, son. No, you didn't. I know. What do you do? You like, you know, that's tricky. Uh, it's tricky. He did not talk to her for a long time, like a long, long, long time. They did not talk. And then she finally did <clears throat> call him in prison after she had the baby. And she told him that the baby looked like him. But I mean, I don't know. Like weird. Yeah. Weird. Weird. All right. Um, and so rest in peace, Jan. Hopefully she's living it up in heaven. And her kids are now grown, you know, this was in 2008. So hopefully they're living long and happy lives. I did not, I did not, I look, I tried to look up Angie, but she's, she's hiding, which is probably good. Why? I mean, I don't know. She doesn't do Facebook, but she might, you know, she might, I don't think she has it. I, you know, just like a horse and buggy kind of girl. Yeah. 
So that is the story of Jan and Michael Rosenborough and Angela Funk. Okay. If you have not checked out our Patreon or bonus episodes, now is the time because it's holiday season and we send out something special to our bonus listeners. Go to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime to sign up on Patreon. If you listen on Apple, I will be um, announcing where to go to send us your address so that we can send you something special. You can also follow us on the bonus side of Spotify, um, Housewives of True Crime bonus content. And for Christmas, we're sending you something. We do something different every year. So I don't know what it will be yet, but it's going to be good. I appreciate the honesty. I'm like, ah. Gretchen's like, what are we sending? We have not talked about this yet. Yeah. Um, we haven't, but we will this week. Um, also, please check out Five Crimes, fivecrimes.com. And that is where you will get our beauty stuff that we produced. And it's our favorite thing. So right now you can get the scalp serum that will help your hair grow, which is delicious and amazing. And both Gretchy and I look at somebody, somebody yesterday was like, oh, you have your hair stuff in. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my hair's really long right now. Like she thought I had the hidden crown in. I was like, no girl, this is all mine. All mine. All you. All of a sudden, all mine. And then the, um, the Illuminist Lust is a tanning cream, which is like you put drops into your own lotion. It's great. And then we also have the serum for your face, which is it's like yellow. It has a pineapple smell. It's really, it's so good. You can put it on multiple times a day. I also put it on top of my makeup sometimes and it doesn't like rub it off or anything. But check it all out. It's all good. I promise you it's made from the best ingredients. It's all natural. It's really healthy for your skin. Um, and... Uh, healthy for the environment and um, I think that's all for today Gretchy Poo okay all right clink 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 <laughs>